This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, episode 14-inch. On this episode, we talk to the man behind the entire VIP experience at every Weird Al concert, J.W. Halford. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. Dave and Ethan's you don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Every time I hear that theme song performed by the Grammy-nominated Jim Kimo West, I absolutely love it more. I can't agree with you more, Dave. Speaking of Jim Kimo West, he has a brand new single coming out on August 9th called Burm and Tingo, and it's going to be on iTunes and everywhere you get music and on Spotify and on his website if you buy his special USB drive. So you can check that out. And you can also check Jim out on August 28th at Square Cat Vinyl in Indianapolis. He's going to be doing a solo show. That's the day right before Weird Al's Indianapolis concert. So, I mean, if you're going to go to that Indianapolis show, be sure to catch Jim's solo show like the day before. And Ethan, I know uh, both you and I have seen Jim perform solo multiple times. And he puts on an amazing, beautiful show. And not only is the music fantastic, but like he's a great storyteller too. I love, you know, I love when he actually sings, like when he sings the Hawaiian lyrics. He doesn't do it for all the songs, but that's always a highlight for me. You know, he doesn't do a whole lot of shows outside of, you know, Hawaii and California. So uh, this is a great opportunity. Anytime Jim is near you, whether it's with Weird Al or not, go see him. Yeah, you don't want to miss it. His show is pretty stinking majestic. <laughs> Did you hear that this past weekend, Al actually returned to My Little Pony to reprise his role as Cheese Sandwich? Yes, I did. Uh, that came out on August 3rd. And um, if you missed it, the episode is called The Last Laugh, and you can catch it on Discovery Family. Man, can you believe how great that Red Rock show was? That was by far my favorite concert of this tour. I was just... <laughs> Everything about it was, was, oh, spoiler alert, I guess, for our centimeter episode there. But everything about it was was absolutely, like, amazing. Just the, how beautiful that venue was, wasn't it just absolutely? It was unbelievable. And it even rained on us during the show, and that couldn't hamper my opinion of the show. It was just so great. I mean, let me tell you how cool this was. When we walked into the Red Rocks Amphitheater, there was a gigantic rainbow just over top of, looking out over top of Denver. It was, I was I was like oh my god i can't believe this this is like this is just gonna be so epic <laughs> and that's before we even got into the into the amphitheater we saw that yeah but then if you remember like a few minutes later it was a double rainbow it was <laughs> it was amazing <laughs> it was like okay we're gonna like not only is this rainbow awesome we're just gonna make it even cooler we're just gonna make it a double rainbow <laughs> yeah so that was fun you know everyone was always telling me hey you gotta go to red rocks and I'm so glad I did. That was a lot of fun. And I had a great time in Denver to top it off. So that was really cool. Yeah. And it was, it was, it's, the sound was absolutely amazing. Just the, I mean, we're going to go into more detail on this on, in our bonus episode, 20 centimeter, of course. But I mean, just everything about it, the, the lights bouncing off the rocks and talking to some of the ushers. And they even said that they never saw a crowd like so enthusiastic at a concert there before from Weird Al fans. So I can imagine. It was just amazing. Everyone was just having a great time. Another uh, can't-miss event is coming up, Dave. I don't know if you are going to find yourself in Darwin, Minnesota anytime <laughs> soon, but on the 10th of August, they are doing Twine Ball Day. <laughs> yes, every year. Every year they do this this thing called Twine Ball Day, and it's on the second Saturday of August, and it happens to be this uh, upcoming weekend. <laughs> and uh, it's actually the 28th annual Twine Ball Day, and it's going to be absolutely, absolutely amazing. I wish I, we could be there. I mean, there's going to be like, there's going to be a Twine K run, which I'm assuming is a 5K run. Right. Like a volleyball tournament, a museum like at the actual ball itself. There's going to be a parade, a pie eating contest a, and live a music. A kids pie eating contest. I, I know. It's like, it's like the entire day. I think they start at 730 and they go to like 11 p.m. at night. That's hilarious. So if you're anywhere, anywhere near Darwin, Minnesota, or you want an excuse to go to Darwin, Minnesota this weekend, 
I, I think this is the weekend you got to go, right? This yeah. is, yeah. I mean, last last year was the time you should have gone, the 27th annual. But, yeah, this one will be fine, too, I'm sure. I think they're going to top this. <laughs> Whatever happened at the 27th, I think they're going to top it at the 28th annual. I wish I wish we had a, could have planned it better so we could have been there. Because uh, I yeah. think that's like, that would right up our alley. We could have had a, you know, live... <laughs> live podcast broadcast from there oh man it would have been awesome <laughs> can you imagine though like the the folks of of darwin minnesota really the only thing their town is known for is the twine ball they must get sick of it and then now they have a, a day where they're celebrating it every year for the past 28 years they must <laughs> maybe they love it <laughs> i i don't I, I do think they love it because everything i've heard about is that if you go up there to the twine bowl they absolutely like will really make it a great experience for anyone who comes out to their town and i know they really love like weird al like you say if you're a weird al fan i've heard that they really treat you well that's awesome they, they love the that he's so i've only heard positive things about darwin minnesota and i'm really kind of looking forward to going there someday i gotta just make it work in my schedule i think you're on the right track earlier i think we need to broadcast live from the twine ball i think that's the only you know second saturday august 2020 let's do it (laughs) all right (laughs) put that in your calendars to our listeners (laughs) and if you know what if you're going to the actual twine ball day celebration please let us know you know tweet us at 2000inch.com or call us at 347 spatula and tell us all about your event yeah your day i'd love to you know i'd love to hear about from somebody who was there what it's exactly like because it sounds amazing on paper one of the more exciting things uh, i think even more exciting than twine ball day is if you get a vip ticket at a weird al show and if you've done one uh, ever since the mandatory fun tour if you've done a vip experience you've met our next guest he is the guy who runs the vip experience at every weird al concert uh, he gives us the inside scoop on the tour posters this year when he hosted jeopardy wheel of fish the costume contest everything that has been in the vip experience is run by jw halford we are here with probably the hardest working person in weird al's organization jw halford Hey, how are you guys? What's going on? Well, we're so excited we get to talk to you. Now, for those of you who don't know JW, he basically runs the entire VIP experience at uh, the Strings Attached Tour and as well as uh, on some of the previous tours you started. What was your first tour that you started at? The first tour I started was in Mandatory Fun, which was in 2015. And since then, I pretty much, you know, the VIP program was... There's other people involved, but kind of my, I've been nurturing it and, you know, evolving it and, you know, created mostly all the stuff in it since day one. It's my pet project, I guess is the word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I remember um, my first mandatory fun shows right at the beginning of the tour. It was uh, one of the Vegas shows. And you come out and you're dressed as a general (laughs) and there's a big party and a celebration and wheel of fish. Uh, so tell me about, you know, the, the outfit and, and, you know, everything that went into the mandatory fun experience, because that was just so memorable. That tour, you know, so that was like when we first started doing it, you know, it was we, we were just like, OK, so it's the mandatory fun tour. He's a czar. He's crazy, wacky, a dictator <laughs> kind of thing. And so we just had that kind of motif. And, you know, I had, you know, grown up with, the you know probably expert to greatest in the world knowledge of Weird Al and um, <laughs> and you know was excited to apply those things you know I really like they wanted to do it all military theme you know so we, we embraced that as the general look with the podium and the flags and kind of like a military propaganda image but I really you know pushed for the Wheel of Fish to be part of the thing and then <laughs> as far as you know the Wheel of Fish was like the real like we knew we were gonna do the Wheel of Fish we knew we were going to do like a dance contest and stuff and like we were like hey we'll have these wacky little interludes where you come in but you know at the first couple times that we did it it was very like i remember the first show in las vegas where we were going to we were going to do the wheel of and i'm going to be incredibly nervous and like you know just like oh i'm going to give this speech to these people and like who knows how they're <laughs> going to react and then you know like if you cut forward to like you know, mandatory fun the second year by the time we're like in, I don't know, like Poughkeepsie, where I worked with you, right? That was Poughkeepsie? It's, uh, Schenectady. Schenectady. Yes. Yeah, Schenectady. By the time we reach there, you know, it's like, I'm like, 
you know, full on, you know, it just evolved. <laughs> like, it was a really great, you know, vessel of like, it just kind of like evolved. And then you were doing all these crazy things. And by the end of, you know, like, trashing the room and stuff, <laughs> you know, like, and like singing songs and like the dance, like, the dance contest became the costume. Like, it was like this yeah. long ceremonial 30 minute <laughs> thing with all these elaborate parts, you know. When it first started off, I mean, I don't, Dave, were you at those? Any of them? Uh, I, no, I, I may, might have been at one on the first tour. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, like, when it first started off, it was very kind of just like, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like, now it's time for the dance. But then right. it became like this kind of like <laughs> yeah. crazy involved thing. and like It became like a real big party. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was yeah. a great party. <laughs> and like, you know, what was exciting about it was the fact that, you know, the fans are, the fans are really great. They're from all over different walks of life with one common unifying factor that they all like, you know, just they weird out sort of like appeared into their life at some sort of weird part in their life, just like myself, actually. And we can get into that in a little bit. <laughs> but um, they just kind of like discovered him. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, not, it's not just the VIP thing, but the VIP thing became a place where they could all kind of congregate together right. and meet each other. And right. I'm not sure, like, I do believe that people made made you probably you guys probably met from VIP related incidents. Yes, no, no. Well, we, we knew each other before VIP, but certainly other people. I mean, I I meet right. people all the well, time. Well, it brings like especially once we got to the bigger events, and then it sure. was like a meeting of the minds. You know, like there's you know it felt like the Galactic <laughs> Senate of Supreme Nerdum. You yeah. know? Like, <laughs> like they're all. Um, you know, they're all represented from the different, like, representative from, you know, like, hey, they're all here, and they're competing in some wacky, they've all dressed up in costume, <laughs> and they're competing for a signed, signed drum head, and uh, to be kind of like, and the thing about it that made it fun is the fact that a lot of these people, and like, you know, you know, they're somewhat shy, and so we would take the, the people that, you know, were typically wallflowers and not the life of the party, make them the life of the party, they really enjoy it because they're getting encouraged by the other people. Right. And it's just like a, re it was a really unique, fun experience. It's a safe space for, you know, people of all walks right. of life, you know, with that, like you said, the common bond of being a Weird Al fan. Right, yeah. So it was like a nice, it, it was, I look back on the mandatory fun era in very, very high regard. So one thing I wanted to ask JW, uh, you know, if anyone has been to, had been to the mandatory fun VIP party, a really amazing part was the traveling museum of Weird Al artifacts and costumes, and you had a part in putting that together. You know, like, so just so we're clear, I had a part, like, every, almost every detail of all the VIP things, I am very micromanagedly involved <laughs> in, just for the record, but, uh, <laughs> like, down to, like, you know, stuff that probably doesn't matter but it just you know become as i said it's a pet project but right. yes the museum was very cool to do so like we do museums on other tours and like i had worked for george Strait for a period of time when we first started doing the museums as like a vip element and you know eventually i started really pushing for uh that it would be really cool to do a weird owl museum you know like so then you know flash forward to like we're going to the archives at bermuda's house and i went through i literally went through everything like <laughs> looked at I'm every so jealous single of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah no yeah so yeah no then so then i was like that's not enough so he was like well there's stuff in the vault you know so literally <laughs> i'm working my way through this storage unit like through the front like you know and then like He's like, well, that's pretty much it. Like, no, 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 no. Like, let's keep going. It's like, there's still stuff back there. So <laughs> end up getting towards the back corner. And oh my gosh, there was some like sweet, sweet stuff back there. Like all the costumes are like, you know, just hidden. And then like kept digging a little further. And like the Good. biggest find that I did find there. So like back in the corner, dusted off. Like right, you know, it's literally, and I... I mean, I swear to God, it was like finding the Holy, like the Ark of the Covenant or the Holy Grail. <laughs> it was like, it's a handwritten script to UHF, notebook paper, page for page, exactly what is like in the movie. So it's like, so like, and it's like, not like your type script. This is like a first draft right. of wow. like wow. a movie that, you know, I grew up. So I, I'm from Tulsa, 
And you know, that's oh, no where. Way. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And that is where UHF was filmed, for those of you who are not familiar with Weird Al. They're <laughs> somehow listening to this podcast. Yeah, why are you listening? Um, that's where I'm from. I got wind of Weird Al in like. Right around when it was filming, because they, you know, people were like, oh, "Weird Al's in town, etc." Like, <laughs> and my cousin was a really cool guy, and like he had like, I remember he had like a like a surgeon thing up, like you know, they used to have those little mailer cards with the chain, like, and it's like Weird Al with the chainsaw. And I right. used to think that that was funny, yeah. you know, like, and just didn't finally, you know, put all things together. But you know, UHF was a big part of my discovery of it. We recently uh, talked on a, an episode about some of the locations in UHF. You know, when when you were watching the movie, were you like, "Hey, that's where we got our car." Or, hey, that's where <laughs> you Fluffy's know, there's buried. this place called Warehouse Market, that spatula yes. city, and then there's this place called, uh, and so like that's in like that's right down where my friend lives, and then there's another place or Big Edna's, you know, or yeah, uh, yeah, the burger. That's Harden's Burgers, and. The, the rest of the places, you know, like one of them's like a really closed down mall that like really went to hell a long, <laughs> long time ago. And then, you know, but I'll tell you this about UHF. So like, you know, the thing about Tulsa and UHF is like people's moms and dads are extras and UHF. <laughs> and like, it's like, oh, my mom's the person that's behind R.J. Fletcher at the thing. And like, <laughs> the that's guy, amazing. Yeah. So like I moved a couch one time with the guy who's like, Take that ridiculous thing off and takes off the mustache. <laughs> that guy? Yeah, that guy specifically. Yeah, he's friends with my friend. Uh, yeah, like he, that so sounds like a lame claim to fame <laughs> to me. Yeah, he's friends with my friend Ian's mom. Whoa. And like he like we had to move this couch. It's like oh yeah, it's uh, I can't remember his name, but he's he's from uh, UHF. Like he's the guy. It's like oh wow, I love UHF. <laughs> and yeah, you know that's like the kind of town that Tulsa is. It's a small town, but a big town yeah. yeah yeah it was a lot of cool I went to Tulsa and I got to kind of check out all the different sites that were you know where UHF was filmed that was one of the you know, one of the best days I had just going around seeing everything that like you said right yeah let's talk a little bit more about how you first discovered Weird Al so first discovery of Weird Al my first conscious memory of Weird Al is kind of like looking at the you know like my cousin was like in a, in a metal band that was on MTV and stuff, but he had his room, he had like posters everywhere, and then like, you know, there was like the images of like, they're just like, I don't know if they're album inserts or like cutouts, but it's the, the classic image of Al like having the... Yeah, like so poster flatterer. The, yeah, poster flatterer, yeah. like a surgeon, and just right. thinking that that's like, oh my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> you know, and then like UHF came out, and then like my really first, you know, dig into Weird Al was my next door neighbor philip napier like who used to babysit us had off the deep end and like we like you know it's like i remember like listening to like you don't love me anymore and being like what is this? <laughs> you know and that's not even a parody but then like i was like uh, this is the thing so then like you know next thing i know i was like there's more like and so <laughs> went in you know i got i like started getting like i mean it was the only music that i listened to for a very long, probably awkwardly <laughs> period of time. I'm still in that phase, JW. <laughs> yeah, I know, I grew out of it. But then I came and I dived right back in. But uh, the, you know, it was, um, I got everything on cassette. And this was back when you used to go to the, uh, you know, it was like Sam Goody or like yep, whatever sure. kind of thing. And the cassettes were at the long thing. And like, you'd go and look for Weird Al. It's like, like they've got poker <laughs> party. I can't. I don't have this one. You know, it's like yeah. the first real taste of consumerism right. that you experience, and like the hunt for uh, grabbing like stuff that you like. You know, like oh yeah, I and you like know what they have. Like, and then I remember, you know, fun story. I remember like getting really, really, really good grades. So this is the cassette period. I got really, really good grades so that my mom would special order me UHF soundtrack which was not readily available that was the hard one to get yeah that was the hard one to get so i got that you know like and then you know my life was complete i remember one particular road trip where we went up to michigan from oklahoma and like me listening to even worse on cassette like just like blaring i think i'm a clone now and just like, that was the jam you know like like that was like you know 
those are memorable times. And then, you know, obviously the transition from doing that is collecting all the CDs. <laughs> Once that came out, sure. yeah. and you grew up a little bit. And I look back on it, finally, my first concert with Weird Al was actually in Tulsa, Oklahoma, right around the Off the Deep End tour. And I look back on this memory very fondly. Like, my dad put out, like, they knew that, like, oh, you know, I went on that, like, you know, like, you see these kids and, like, do you, I can see myself in like the younger generation of them. Like I remember when I was like, oh my God, weird. Right, out. your first experience. At, yeah, you know, your, your first experience is like, I remember clearly, you know, my dad, like my dad placing out a newspaper on the the breakfast counter, like of like Weird Al's coming to Tulsa, and like me being like, oh my god, I can't believe it, like you know, like, you know, like ah, like you know, like so incredibly excited, like it was just like what, you know, like and then like my you got my cousin, the same one that I was talking about, Tommy, to take me to the show, and we went to the Brady Theater. Which was like ironically like the second venue that I that I worked for Al at besides the Planet Hollywood show. So really the first wow. real venue. Wow. Yeah, no, incredibly full circle moment. And I was actually just talking to Al the other day about this. Like I remember, you know, first of all, it blew my mind. Like I remember, you know, the videos and everything. But most importantly, I remember like one more minute, he was walking by the front there. And, um, you know, he, like, I was talking to Al about this gag, like, in one more minute where he pulls the underwear out. And, like, when I was, like, I don't know, I must have been, like, 10 or 11. Yeah. My mind just be like, what just happened? <laughs> like, like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even fathom, like, oh, my God. Like, bravo. Like, slow clap, horse well, like, that. He just pulled you know, like, what? And I, so I was telling Al, yeah. like, that was, like, the gag that, yeah. like, besides the fat suit, you know, I, I loved, I remember that, you know, like, back then, I can, like, so my memory is very weird, but good. Like, I remember, like, they were, like, Paula, Paula Abdul was one of the Ab, Al TV things. I remember the, for whatever right. reason, the Paula Abdul interview and him pulling the underwear out and just be like, whoa, like, I can't believe it. Shut up. He, he just did that. Um. But yeah, look back on it very fondly. So you mentioned full circle with uh, you know going back to the that theater in Tulsa, and I feel like another full circle thing I want to uh, bring up is you mentioned one of your first introductions to Al was seeing a poster on your cousin's wall, and now uh, there's this great thing that you're doing this current tour, the Strings Attached tour. There are 64 different posters uh, exclusive to VIPs, and you're you're the mastermind behind this really cool project. Yeah, so you know. I mean, we could probably get into, like, so I have a huge, you know, I've listened to the song base and probably, you know, expert level to Maven to Supreme Master level right. of knowledge of Weird all just through growing up with it and, you know, through listening to the, when I was at such an impressionable age, it's like embedded into my, you know, know-how, because I do have a good memory. so. One of the things that I thought would be fun, and you know, a lot of this comes to limitations on the VIP experience from previous years, but me wanting to deliver to the fans right. something unique and well thought out because I felt that, you know, the VIP brand was, you know, what people really like about it is the fact that we go so into the details of it as you would in like a right. Weird Al video or something and make it that. So, yeah, like I, uh, you know, I guess kind of we decided to do unique show posters for each individual show. And then I kind of, you know, just really, really started to micromanage that and try to make one for, I was like, well, what is the best, what would be the best way to um, diversify this and to cover a lot of ground so that this is like something that people are really, really going to enjoy, you know, and like. Because, you know, you think about the different ways to do different posters, and if you, like, let people just kind of have full range of the posters, then it's not going to have the You're going to get the same poster, you know, right. 30 times. That's right. You're going to get the same version of Al. So I really took the reins of micromanaging it down to, like, <laughs> specifically writing out, like, a, you know, at a certain time last, I don't know, I guess it was last November, I had I found a little time on my hands and, like, wrote down every single date. And like, or, or first it came up with a list of what I th thought would be, I listened to like every single song again, 
and then like listen to like what I thought would be a cool poster image from that specific song, specifically yeah. that I've made a list of about, I don't know, probably 100 to 120 of them, and then took those and matched those up with dates that I thought would be geographically relevant. <laughs> See, I like that there's so much thought that went into it. Like, it makes the posters yeah. are already amazing, but knowing right. the the detail and the planning that went into it makes it just even that much more incredible. Yeah, well, I'm glad that you know. And then the response has been really warm. So, like, you know, when you're like, you know, some would say I was just like working to work, but I I felt that you know I was, you know, Amadeus kind of serving my purpose, <laughs> like right. like doing like the. You know the weird uh, the weird gods were working through me as a vessel. And it felt very good to uh, just like to put that out into existence. And then also, you know, it like when people really liked them online, you know, that was very rewarding. Obviously, because it I was you know just I had a lot of time on my hands. I wanted to make something cool, and I did work to work with all those different artists is a bit tricky. You know, like they're sure. all great, magnificent artists, but just you know, you realize, whoa, I got myself into a situation right. <laughs> where I have to follow up with a bunch of different people. And like, yep. I'm proud of myself for doing it. You know, I love that everybody loves them. I'm glad they're available on t-shirts. The reason that we made them so limited edition is because I grew up as a comic book guy, you know, like glorified comic book guy. And there's something to be said about, there's only so many of these available to make it for the people that get them to be like to cherish them and right. collectible. Now, did I know that people were gonna be like, ah, oh, we need these, we need these. I, I, I thought that people would just think they were cool, you know? Like like I like I was like, oh I'm gonna make something cool. People are gonna like it. It's like what? what? Oh, but yeah. you know it's like I well, I didn't mean to. Like uh, I didn't like it wasn't like an intentional foul. I just thought that, you know, like, oh hey, cool, a melody pose. Like but you know, like gladly they are available and you know Hopefully, you know, maybe it's in some way or fashion they'll become more available to other people, but who knows, you know, like the future is in your, like, what I'll say is this, is like, you know, you guys, the fans, who are great, and I love every single one of you guys, you put a star on the Walk of Fame, so you could probably get done what, more specifically, Dan, <laughs> put a star on the Walk of Fame, and you could, you know, if you want something, you know, just make your, yeah. I mean, like, put out the thing, and like, we can't give any more of the posters because they're limited edition, but right. I'm sure they can be, you know, if right. there's so demand, cool is about, there people, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the artwork is, is out there, and there's other vessels that you potentially could look into possibly, uh, you know, releasing that artwork as, as well, you know, I mean, I know that uh, perhaps the fans would love to see something like, you know, a coffee table book or a poster, you know, little postcards or something. And, you know, those are just ideas that are coming off the top of my head, but there's just so much possibility. You mentioned to me that you were going to do posters. I said, well, that's amazing, and I know the fans are going to love that. Right. Um, and what's really cool about it is that it is kind of a limited edition, you know, so it is really a collector's piece, too. You know, right. And, and you do have also have the option where anybody can go to weirdal.com and order a t-shirt of their favorite design. Personally, it's like as much thing as like if it ever became something like a book, I would be like, oh my, I'm like, like imagine <laughs> the rewarding, like you slave away on something or sure. working on something for so long and put so much thought into it. Just thinking like, oh, I'm just going above and beyond my call. Like it's, it's rewarding enough to have people really like, like them in person sure. and have them sign and everybody. And it's even more rewarding to make them a collector's item to me because I grew up like, you know, collector boy, you know, like yeah. I like, I get it. Like, and so like that makes it fun and like makes yeah. them like when they're, everybody has them, it's like, yeah. it's not as cool. But yeah, yeah like if right. something did come out to even further distinguish it, I would be like absolutely on cloud nine. Are you kidding me? I mean, yeah. I like, that would just would be like, that would be amazing. So. Yeah, and speaking as Ethan and I are both collectors, we know we know how much we know how much we, we how much uh, does in demand these posters are. We know how much we want them for our collections ourselves. Yeah, it's starting to measure like wall space and closet space and shirts. <laughs> yeah, like, how, how can I? How can I? We're gonna need to add an addition to this this room. But, well, but one thing I, you talked a little bit about going above and beyond and going talking about going above and beyond. I want to talk about that set that you did for Jeopardy. Oh, yeah. Because so you built an entire Jeopardy set complete with, I don't know how many questions were on the board, but multiple categories and just 
just it right. looked like you walked into the set of Jeopardy at the VIP experience. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> on like the Vanity Tour. <laughs> yeah, no. So that was like that was so basically, you know, the we we ramped it up to like Jeopardy. Yeah. So like, I designed that set and like came up with every single way that the the cards would flip. How the like so like down to the buzzer system? I was like online looking at the buzzer systems are from like a science fair clicking. Kind oh, of okay. System. Like all the pieces, <laughs> I felt like I was like, how do I do that? Like how do how are we gonna make the cards? So it's like so I like have these diagrams in this notebook that I have like of um, Jeopardy kebabs is what I call them because originally <laughs> it was going to be. It was going to be uh, two uh, or three, two rounds. So we were going to do triangles that flipped. So that could be double Jeopardy. Or oh, like, okay. Uh, like, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. it would be like, and you could turn the cube kind of like on Wheel of Fortune, but down right. to a science, like to where like I went, you know, I hit up the guy who does the Wheel of Fish or who made the Wheel of Fish for us. And I was like, hey, this is what I'm trying to do. And like, everybody's like, what? You're crazy. Why are you doing that? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, like, came up down to the science of how that worked and then did it. So like, and you know, fun story, like with the Jeopardy set, like, you know, the Vanna White, that whole bit, like I have this thing in my notebook that says Vanna White bit, like, and that all came about like, because like, I had no idea how we were gonna make the cards turn other than myself. Right. So I was like, what we should do? Like, <laughs> so and, like I had like, this epiphany yeah. <laughs> of like, I had like this vision of like, well, get somebody put on a wig and then, <laughs> and then we'll have them turn the cards and then that became like you know one of the best parts of Weird Al Jeopardy so you know that was it like was so fun one of those great things and you were both contestants on Jeopardy right? We both yeah I I did not have to compete against Dave I would love to compete against Dave though I think that would be really a fun uh, fun test but yeah I, I competed on the second Apollo show and I won Right. It was awesome. And you were at the Apollo show, too, I was right? asked. I, I competed against uh, my wife, Jackie, and another gentleman at the, right. the Apollo show. But I also did get to play in Lexington, Kentucky, uh, Vanna White, as well. Oh, oh. that's true. <laughs> and, you know, just it's an honor to just perform at the P P Apollo, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I yeah, just, yeah, just to be on stage and to, like, you know, like... Just to do that is fine, but to do it with Weird Al Jeopardy, wow, what a yeah. treat for your family. <laughs> that was amazing. A plaque was had, you know, well, that's the other thing, you know, it's like, you know, so like, we even got down to the details of like, okay, so yeah, like, this is great, but like, what are we going to do for the winners? It's like, let's send them a commemorative plaque. So that became its own, like, yeah. it's just like, talk about complicating it for complication's <laughs> sake, but I think that that's what people really enjoy right, with resonates. Right, but they talk about going like above me. I no one expected that they were going to get a plaque for participating, <laughs> right. you know, for, for, being, for winning, and for and, and a different plaque for first, second, and third place. Yeah. And a different medal. You gave out medals like, yeah, like that's you right. know, that you hung around your neck, and people could, could for the entire concert, walk around you know with that medal on. <laughs> I say, remember. I, you know, yeah. I'm a winner. I competed on Jeopardy. That's right. Know? I remember how many people came up to me. They're like, oh my god, that was amazing when you right. were in Jeopardy because I mean, right. they would see the medal and you know it was very cool. Yeah, it was. It talked about just going above and beyond and just unexpected and also going above and beyond with those watches that you designed oh, for the yes. yeah for the VIPs. I, those two were different cool. designs. I mean, they were amazing. Just tell so, us like so the watches that was also like so while Jeopardy is going like we're working on making Jeopardy. Then also we're working on like I was like. You know, for whatever reason, like, I thought that it would be really cool to have, like, a Mickey Mouse-style watch with Weird Al, like... Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> like, for, like, I was like, that would be a cool merch item. Like, little did I know how complicated it is to make one of those. Oh, really? Things. Yeah, yeah, like, they have to make them in China. There's, I believe, something like 70 different custom parts that have to go oh, into something. Oh, wow. And then when you start switching out, you know, like, making it so there's two different options, you know... It, it becomes complicated. So that was real. I mean, the thing that became the most, like validation is the most rewarding thing of anything where you put a bunch of work into something. So like getting that, even just the picture of that, when that showed up in Rolling Stone, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, like it was like, that is just the most validating thing that you could like imagine. Well, you, like mentioned, you mentioned yeah. the Rolling Stone thing. Let me say, they named Weird Al's like the most, the best value for a VIP experience. I know. That I mean, was, that's cool. That's I, your baby. Yeah, I know. It is a baby. <laughs> you know, like, and so that was one of the coolest things that, you know, that was so incredibly like, I mean, just fulfilling just to have that be like on the list, you know, like best value. I mean, I was speechless and it really <laughs> is 
you know, the highlight of anything that's ever happened to me as far as an accolade or accomplishment besides, you know, getting to work for Weird Al, who was like, I grew up like being right. like, super into. So like, it's the icing on the cake of a delicious, savory <laughs> cake, you know? <laughs> a beautiful cake. A Twinkie Wiener sandwich. You know? Yes. <laughs> the icing on a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. The you know, cheese whiz on a Twinkie Wiener sandwich. Yes. <laughs> Fun story about, you know, like, what, what makes it even more rewarding is the fact that, you know, I grew up as a huge fan when in my, like, you know, like, twink pre-tweens, you know, like, I read, for whatever reason, I got into, I, like, was working this thing in Canada, Pemberton Music Festival, and, like, started listening to Everything I Know Is Wrong again, like, on a playlist, and then I was like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make a Weird Al playlist, throwback, and then started, like, so then I started listening to, like, the throwback playlist and doing that, and then, you know, like, Eventually, just like one day, like wrote my bosses an email that was like, "Hey guys, Weird Al might tour. Like, uh, you know what would be a cool VIP program is if Weird <laughs> Al had a VIP program. <laughs> and uh, like, here's what he did last year. He may or may not tour. I'm not sure. Like, but like, I think there's something in value in this. And so like, next week randomly he drops like the mandatory fun." The whole thing, you know, like it's right. like, boom, right. he's everywhere. And the next thing you know, it's like, we've got the VIP program and, it's like, <laughs> and you're doing it. And then so to have something that you like sent as like an idea, email, right. <laughs> like, you know, manifest itself to the point where it's like, you're not only like, you're doing a game show on the main stage, but it's in Rolling Stone and stuff is, I mean, to say rewarding is an understatement. It's a blessing and like, I don't know, it's. It's cra It's crazy. So, <laughs> yeah, we're jumping around a little bit here, but on this tour, you added on this VIP package, you added professional photography. Yes. Yeah. So that yeah. that's amazing. Like you go and and you you you're there's this giant backdrop set up, you know, just entirely, uh, you know, of for for this photo session, and it's just really amazing. Well lit. You get a beautiful right. picture, and you get like an eight by ten and some wallet size printout, and, and you get it that you night. You get it that night, like right there, and you could like have Al sign your picture. <laughs> that is correct. Well, yeah, like to uh, yeah, we get we've altered it a little bit too, so that now that you get, you go through the line, and you do we do a photo option first, and then. By the time you reach, so we do it, you get to meet Weird Al twice, is what we're saying, <laughs> which makes it, actually, what we're saying is it's the greatest meet and greet of all time. And I I've stand never, by that. I've never heard of a meet and greet where you get to meet the artist twice. Yeah, you meet him twice. So <laughs> Only you the go, best for Weird Al fans. You go through, yeah, only the best. Well, we, you know, there was a void, we'll get into why there's a void, but we wanted to, like, soup up the meet and greet so that it was like, this one will be the meet and greet they talk about for the rest <laughs> of time. Um... So you go, you go through, you get your photo with them, professional studio quality photo, boom, by the time you go to the signing line, and this is a little different than we first did it the first couple times, Sure. your 8x10 is ready and ready to go, and you can have that signed. And the fulfillment of like the way that people like, they're, they're walking out like, oh my god, I just got a photo, <laughs> and I just got it signed, like, I can't believe it. You the, Just the joy alone that you see on these people's faces once they discover that like oh my god like they see their photos there it's like six right. flags like all laid out for them. <laughs> you just, you grab your photo go get your thing signed and we provide a plethora of items for you to get signed you can get a you know one of the orchestra sheet musics or or with the posters which are unique or the photo or you know you can get his pizza pizza signed as <laughs> someone <laughs> uh, I was gonna say you don't you don't limit it to what can be signed you could anybody can bring any one item of their choice that they want out of the sign and he will sign it so right. that's really cool about this VIP package as well that's not always available for other artists VIP is usually right. you know you, you, they'll say you have to sign my CD or you have to sign right. my poster or a lot of VIPs you don't get anything signed at right. all nowadays um, right. so it, you know it's it's really a lot of value so I agree with Rolling Stone yeah, I, oh yeah you're not gonna hear a complaint <laughs> well you know they were Rolling Stone was right it is the uh, best yeah, value right. and we intend to you know continue to carry the championship belt proudly and display it and be one with the people who have elected us to this position the uh, you know 
we're never going to uh, rush. Like, you know, when we did it a while ago, like, he was like, oh, we, we, we get feedback. I read everybody's feedback, and I care about the feedback because I, I want it to be the best. And, like, we don't rush you. Like, the photo goes quicker than the thing. But, like, when it comes down to the signing, you've got, like, something to say. You right. Know, say what you got to say. It's like... Most of the time, it's like, we saw you with the monkeys in, like, 1987. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, blah, blah. Remember that one time Chris Farley show stuff? You know, which is fine. Yeah. People say, but, you know, some people have really important things. They've been waiting their whole life to say what's up to yeah. him. And, you know, it's, you know, we love meeting everybody. They're, they're great people. And, you know, everybody's... You know, sure. I mean, we, the we, know, right. we know, like, getting to meet, you know, our, our hero, basically, you know, how some people, like, wait their entire, you know, they get one opportunity and, yeah. and they really get to feel special when they get to meet him. Right. And it's, I, it's amazing. Right. And as, like, you know, so, like, that flashback to what I just talked about. And sorry, I kind of, this is how I operate. That when you start getting into my kind of lifestyle, just jumping around, we're just talking <laughs> yeah. like But back when I saw him that first time, I can remember specifically like waiting outside by the bus for like a little because we had thought, but then we left eventually. Like, right. So, like, you know, I can relate. Like, people think that I'm like, you know, because I'm a little distant or whatever, but like, I know you. Like, I am you. I yep. know, like, uh, like the, the situation, <laughs> you know. I can remember that moment. Like, if, or if I met, like, you know, when I was still younger and stuff, I would think that that was really, you know, the most amazing thing, you know, who wants their moment rushed? Nobody wants yeah. to be rushed when they're trying to get their speech and like, <laughs> well, you know, like they have something like, you know, some people really want to say stuff and some of them are harder. It's harder for them to articulate. And I think that, you know, the blessing of this new meet and greet system is the fact that we get the photo out of the way, which is the part that takes the it thing. Takes it, the it, it, it takes the edge off. You know, you meet it, Al and then you, you're like, and all right, now I can. already met him once. It's like, now <laughs> I've got something else I'd like to say. Right. We're, <laughs> we're old friends already. Now we're yeah, going to... Yeah, yeah. Close and personal friends. Yeah. Close personal friends. Yes. yes. I would love to know, you know, you get to be there for every single fan who meets Al, which is so cool. Mm -hmm. You know, you get to meet a lot of cool people. What are some interesting things that people have signed? Like, what, are, what is, like, completely out of the box? <sighs> I mean, gosh. I mean, I really don't think... Let the There's a lot of tattoos. <laughs> another tattoo, like... Nothing really interests me to the point that I don't think it's like it's always the same. Like, hey, have you ever signed a spatula before? I bet you never signed. Right, 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 right. It's, like, it's like it's always the same reoccurring joke. It's like it's a picture of John Luke Picard. Would you sign that? It's like, yeah, it's like have you saw ever signed a? It's like, you know, like the most interesting thing I think that people sign is like I find it interesting when they come get the same thing signed. It's like, oh, I have the signed and like... <laughs> oh, they get another... A thing that's already been autographed, autographed. Yeah, yeah, like over and over <laughs> and over again. Um, that is interesting. I guess we, we signed at, you know, someone's forehead, you know, like, <laughs> those are always fun, but it's like, you know, a piece of pizza was good, but, you know, there's really, you know, the stuff signing, nothing really... You know, amuses me. Right, I, I put that as a challenge to our listeners. <laughs> listeners of Dave Ethan's 2008 Weird Al podcast. I want you to find something that's going to make JW's yeah. head explode when you take it out. Right. Of the I, I doubt like anything. But like at this point, it's like, oh, cool. That's like, a challenge. Yeah, like a puppy, knee, yeah. Yeah, like whatever. Like next. <laughs> the first time I ever met Al, I was maybe 13 years old. And um, this is before there was any VIP experience kind of thing. And the kid in front of me took off his neck brace and had Al sign it. And I was like, are you sure? Like, is you, are you going to be okay? He's like, yeah, we just have to do this quick. And then he put it right back on. Yeah, see, like that would be just normal to me. Right. So, like, it doesn't, nothing That's shocking. a Tuesday to JW. Yeah, yeah. That's like, well, that's like, yeah, like Tuesday, 10, 11, 15. By, the, by, like, the end, you know, it's like we've seen so many people that it's like, hey, you remember me? He's like, yeah, totally. I have no idea. Like, who are you? Yeah. I do want to go back to the Jeopardy. Please do. Uh, Jeopardy's my favorite thing to talk about. So okay, go ahead. Good, good. Because when I was a contestant on Jeopardy, 
I I know this is game is probably very fair. Well, I felt like maybe there might be a little bit of bias against me as a contestant. Well, you, you know, think, <laughs> do you think that perhaps the questions were were loaded so that I did not win on Jeopardy? Well, no, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. You know, the questions every single show. So, like, you know, Jeff Nucera, the great Jeff Nucera, sure. great guy, wrote all the questions, and then I took all the questions and selected them for specific shows and pulled them from the different pockets and. You know, like, so it makes sense. So, like, we weren't, like, let's say we're geographically in Louisville, Kentucky, and they were there, like, so every single day is, like, a different set of questions, and it's completely right. different. Like, obviously, probably overthinking it a little bit, but <laughs> it sure was fun at the time. Uh, had a great time doing it. And, you know, some of the questions, a little tougher than others, you know? Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Comically, like, comically bad in some of them, like, where you get... Like, you'd get some of the contestants sometimes that were just like, ooh, this is kind of good. <laughs> and so then, you know, we, we found the workaround to where we'd, like, let them select the true. I don't know if you guys were around for, like, yes. you, the, the later when we'd have Denny come out and he'd blow the whistle and, like, this guy needs help. And so we'd, <laughs> right. we'd like, let him bring out a, a person. We'd get more and more people on stage. Yeah, that was fun. You always always would try to involve as many people into the game. Yeah. And, 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 even, and, and all the different VIP packages. You always make sure everyone feels like they've had, you know, a great experience. Yeah, to tell you what, on this one, you know, because we can't do the party because the orchestra, you know, I dearly, dearly miss that in my life. So, yeah, I hope everybody knows that I want to get back out there and cut it up with you, but it's like... <laughs> There's just no space to do the party with, um, except for the after party this time. Right, so. but you have an, a an entire after party. That's right, yeah. Where, right, so, and you have a, a photo opportunity it's there. It's actually not an after party. We prefer it to be known as the greatest meet and greet of all time. Okay. Right. And moving forward, uh, if anybody listening or any listeners out there refer to it as anything else, <laughs> I'll take it as a personal insult. And you'll be kicked out of the <laughs> meet and greet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll be kicked out. We love every single one of you guys. We hope that you... Come to uh, one of the VIPs. There, it's a hot ticket right now. So if you, uh, yeah, most of them, if not all of them, are sold out. So hopefully, people right. listening already jumped on it. Yeah. But there's always the next tour. Yeah, there is always the next tour. There's yes. always the next tour. Which, yeah. <laughs> Which will be uh oh. <laughs> oh, the the tape got cut out there. JW yeah, gave us all the plans for the next tour, the tour dates. Uh, right. Unfortunately, the recorder did not work. Right. Um, and I wanted to bring up, you know, I mean, girls just want to have lunch, top five. What's wrong with you? What was your, we need to well, do a I'll top tell you five this. I'll with tell you, you JW. Oh, that would yeah, be great. I'll do a top five. I'll, you know, I'll come back. This was fun. We can do a top five of everything. Like, you can rate, like, list out things. I'll tell you the top five of everything. And pretty much my word is law, you know? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> the um, Well, I got to know, though, you took issue with, our top five of Dare to Be Stupid. Yeah. And uh, particularly one song, which Ethan and I really love, Girls Just Want to Have Lunch. Uh -huh. Now, what would you song, would you put off of Dare to Be Stupid in place? I think of that you really overlooked I Want a New Duck. A great is, song. It is a great song. Which is, you know, without I Want a New Duck, there's no addicted to spuds because they're kind of the same business model of the puns <laughs> on the, the ducks and the... And the uh, and the potatoes, the they're, they're very similar, they're the same, similar, you know, kind of songwriting model, like where there's a bunch of jokes about. It yeah. is, yeah, there is a, there's a lot of uh, jokes per square foot in that song. Yeah, and I think that, you know, I Want a New Duck is great. Um, I can't remember, what did you put in his number, like, first of all, Like a Surgeon is number one. There was like I don't think it was three. even on there. No, it was, no, on, it was there. on the list, yeah. I wish I had the list in front of me so I could... I mean, yeah. I know I had to fight for Dare to be Stupid because Dave didn't want Dare to be Stupid. Dare to be Stupid is a great song, you know. I mean, Mark Mothersburg like, almost weeps at the sight of Dare to be Stupid and its de-evolutionists. But I will say, you know, like, everybody's... That's what's cool about it is everybody's, you know, song taste is completely different. There's songs that resonate with me, like, you know, that, you know, people don't necessarily think are as cool. But that was what was cool about the posters. Got to put... You know, like, I'm in charge here. The stuff that I think is great <laughs> is going in. I will say that, you know, I did, you know, when the Vanity Tour came out, you know, and we still kind of laugh about this, but I was like, I approached out. I was like, are you not going to play God of Boogie? Because I always thought God of Boogie was great. I think it's a great song. I think it's like a great song. I think it's hilarious. And what um, was his answer? And he was like, that's like. 
He, like, he, was, like, he couldn't believe it. He like, didn't think that that was a good... Like, he, like, he was like shocked. He's like, oh my God. No one's ever said that song out loud. And <laughs> got a, I got there a you boogie. Were. Got a boogie. I love that. You know, like... Um, I just thought that that song was great when I was growing up. And so like I was like, that's an original? You're not going to play that? And like, I was like, no, we're not going to play that at all. JW, thank you so much for joining us. It was such a pleasure to talk to you, and we know you got uh, lots of stuff to go over. We, you know, we didn't even get to touch on the five hundred first, uh, so we'll definitely have to have you back. Thanks again. All right, thank you guys so much, and you know what? The pleasure was all mine. It's great to see you guys, and like hopefully you get to see many of your whoever's listening smiling faces at one of the VIPs coming to your town very soon. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> have a great day. Howdy, howdy, howdy. This is John and Zach with Portugal the Man, and you are listening to Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. What a fun interview. JW is such a cool guy. You can catch him on tour with Al for the rest of this month. And, of course, if you see JW at the after party, please let him know that Dave and Ethan say hi. And we want to thank you, all of our listeners. And, of course, we want to thank JW for his insightful interview and all the laughs. Uh, it was really fun getting to chat with JW at length. I, I agree. I, I hope JW will consider coming back on our show sometime and just sitting down and chatting Weird Al with us. Totally, totally. And, uh, man, that concert at Red Rocks, just it's so amazing. Yeah, I, I can't get it out of my mind. It's it's just it's such a wonderful experience. I'm so glad that you could come out and join yeah. us because I know originally you weren't planning on coming and I still don't understand that decision, <laughs> but I'm glad that you changed your mind and you decided to come with us. That concert was so amazing. I, I just I think we need to take like a week off from touring just to let it all soak in. But don't worry, we will be back out again <laughs> on tour. Actually, we're going out for, can you believe it, six concerts in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, I, I mean, that's an area of the country I've never really spent time in. So I'm excited to explore, you know, Seattle and Canada uh, and really get a good feel of that area and, and meet some friends and fans who I've never actually met in person. Yeah, I know we have a lot of listeners out in that Pacific Northwest area, especially up there in Canada, uh, in British Columbia. So uh, we're looking forward to meeting you guys as well. Meanwhile, uh, you can check out our bonus centimeter episodes uh, and hear all of our concert reviews and fan reactions. And of course, we have a new full episode on every Wednesday. Yes. So don't miss those. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter uh, at 2000inch. Find us online at 2000inch.com and give us a call, 347-SPATULA. Yeah, we also have a Facebook group where our listeners can discuss each episode, so please join in on the conversation there. And if you like this podcast, please subscribe. It means a lot to us. We're on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you can find or stream podcasts. And we have so many great guests coming up this month. And uh, really, we have a lot of great guests lined up for the next several months. Uh, we are running out of shows <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> to put people on. We've got so many great guests. Uh, so make sure you subscribe because that's the only way you can get them the second they're released. And we've talked to so many people who literally listen the second it gets released. So uh, thank you for doing that. And uh, tell your friends. That was Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al Podcast, episode 14-inch. Hey guys, I have a veritable cornucopia of boxes out at the merch stand if you guys want to take a pick of whatever you need. I'll take a pick of And, like, I wanted to bring up that we have a variable cornucopia of boxes at the merch stand. <laughs> <laughs> and, Thank, uh, you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Thank you, good night. Oh, we gotta go. Yeah.